Hello, everybody. Welcome to Two Guys Five Movies. We wanted to take a little bit of time tonight to go ahead and talk about two actors that have died in the past couple weeks. One is Seymour Casal, the John Cassavetes and Wes Anderson frequent collaborator, and then also B.B. Anderson, who was a frequent collaborator. <clears throat> With Ingmar Bergman? Yes, Ingmar Bergman, sorry. <clears throat> I was going to say Ingrid Bergman right. and realized that I was going to say the wrong name. <laughs> so, Frank, uh, we'll start with Seymour Casal since okay. he was the first death that happened. Uh, I'm assuming it was Cassavetes movies that you ended up first really becoming familiar with him? Probably. Uh, honestly, my first experience with Seymour Casal is probably in like a really schlocky 70s horror movie called Death Game okay. that was remade by um, Eli Roth a few years ago as Knock Knock with Keanu Reeves. Oh, okay, yeah. Uh-huh. Um, Seymour Cassell plays the, um, I don't know, the victim, uh, whatever, the central character in the movie. <clears throat> really, um, really creepy movie when I first saw it. It's a, uh, who is in that? Not Susan George. Um, I can't remember. The actress is in it. The one that married Eastwood is... Um, the oh, one. right. I don't remember who that was. Um, yeah, I know who you're talking about. And then, yeah, Cassavetes, um, when I was in my teens, like, he's in Faces, I think, and um, um, some other stuff. Faces is his first, like, real big role with Cassavetes. Um, just a, you know, bit actor for the most part. Like, he doesn't really play major roles in most of his movies. Um Sam Ketchum in uh, Dick Tracy, the Warren Beatty vehicle. Right. Um, but really, like, just a guy that you would see. Like, he usually plays... Typically, it was, like, a heavy or a mobster mm-hmm. in a lot of his movies. He's got that um, that 70s, like, Italian, tough but wise mobster look to him. Um, and does that role pretty well. He's basically... Um, you know, just a really good, like, solid bit performer in a lot of the stuff that he's in. Um, kind of had a revival in... I mean, he never really stopped working, but in terms of, you know, his exposure uh, through the Wes Anderson movies, you know, he's um, <clears throat> Max Fisher's dad in uh, Rushmore, um, then Royal Tenenbaums and uh, Life Aquatic. Um, right, he's got the crazy eyes. Yeah. <clears throat> In Life Aquatic. Yeah. Very small role for him yeah, in that. But but yeah, Max Fisher's dad's probably like the one that he had the most meat, I suppose, right. yeah, in that's terms probably of the, a character. The, that's the biggest role in, yeah. in Anderson's movies. Um, Just a really, you know, it's, it's a guy that, again, like I have a lot of, I don't know if affection is the right word, but like I, Death Game was really like surprising to me when I saw it as a kid. <clears throat> just because it's so like it's such a weird like creepy story and it's just kind of brutal a lot of it um and it makes it's really uncomfortable too and his performance is really uncomfortable and because he really does come across as just like this typical dad and then i don't know there's just this dirty like perverse sex and it it goes badly um but just you know it's it's sad to have him pass um i guess you told me that it was from complications from alzheimer's yes that's what it, that's what was listed yeah yeah, it's a shame. I mean, he worked for, from the late 60s, late 60s, early 70s, like throughout the entire 80s, 90s, 2000s, really no breaks ever. Late 50s, actually. Um, hmm. He's in usually like five or six movies a year in some bit role. Yeah. A um, couple of leading parts again, but mostly as a, a secondary player. 
Um, and a lot of times as a like a mobster. Yeah, I went back and looked at his filmography just to see where I would have been first exposed to him. I was trying to figure out what movie. Eye of the Tiger, the Gary Busey <laughs> action. Funny. He plays the sheriff in it. Yeah, and. When I looked up stills <clears throat> from it, that's exactly like what I when I think of Sumer Saul, it's almost exactly what I yeah. remember him from is that is that time period. But I also saw him around that time. I would have seen him in Tin Men, right? You, and then um, Johnny B. Good. Yeah. I probably would have in Colors or like that time period when I was watching yeah, Colors everything on HBO and Cinemax and stuff like that. I would have seen him in a lot of like small roles. And he's in Honeymoon in Vegas. He's in sure. Decent Proposal. Yeah. I mean, he's in mm-hmm. he's in a bunch of stuff. And Dick Tracy, yeah. he's memorable in that. Right, well, he has a more, like, meaty role in Dick Tracy. Sure. Um, but yeah, that's uh, it's a shame that he he passed. Um, again, not a guy that like you think about a lot. Right. You know, is a great actor, but definitely a consistent actor. Oh, I forgot he is in Boil- Boiling Point. Yeah, I forgot about that. Trees Lounge too. That's another role that I like him a lot in. Um, but yeah, it's a shame. Yeah, yeah. and then um, <clears throat> BB Anderson. I'm assuming you've seen probably every collaboration. Mm, I don't think so. No, I haven't seen. Um, I think it's called Brink of Life. It's one that takes place in a maternity ward. It's like a late fifties Bergman. Mm. Um, some of my favorite Bergman movies because she's in Wild Strawberries. She's in Seventh Seal, um, The Magician. She's in. Uh, I mean, the most memorable role I think, <clears throat> or at least the role that I remember her the most as is um, the nurse in Persona. Persona, yeah. Um, which is an amazing performance on her part. Really like captivating and um i don't know just almost like superlative role for an actress like she's fantastic in that movie um one of bergman's best movies too or i don't know one of my favorite bergman's i suppose i don't it's hard to say like what a best bergman is um yeah it feels like um either we've been we just haven't had lists where bergman's been mentioned a lot yet or I don't know. We're building up to like a Bergman episode or something yeah. someday. I mean, I, we've I talked about Winter Light. Yeah. Have we talked about anything else? Bergman I don't. Th- I don't think so. Which is weird because some of my favorite movies are Bergman. Sure. Movies. I mean, he. I mean, if you ask me, make th- like a top fifty. Yeah. There would at least be, I think, five or six Bergman movies in that, probably. Right, and a, and a few of hers would certainly be there, right. So while Wild Strawberries definitely, Seven Seal definitely, Smiles of a Summer Night definitely, mm-hmm. Persona definitely. Yeah. Um, so what do you think about her in those roles, especially like in terms of like just her general acting and presence and those kind of things? I mean, it's interesting because Bergman is really, and maybe it's just because of the fact that he's from, um, you know, like whatever you call that, like the Norse lands of Europe. Mm-hmm. Um, but always has this like talent at finding these really beautiful actresses that are also incredibly talented performers. Um, I really love her in Wild Strawberries. I really, um, I can't really remember what she does in Seventh Seal. Uh, Persona definitely is, like per- Persona and Wild Strawberries, two of my favorite Bergman movies. And her performance in Persona is one of my favorite um, female lead performances ever, I think. Um, especially because, you know, Liv Allman, who plays the actress in Persona, like is basically, has no lines of dialogue for vast, portions of that movie and so bb anderson is carrying like that entire movie um right. in terms of like having to like really like use her dialogue and her performance to sort of like push the action constantly um 
One of my favorite scenes, one of the most uncomfortable scenes in any movie for something that's only done through dialogue is the scene where she's talking about um, meeting the boys on the beach. Um, and it's like sort of erotic, but also sort of like horrifying and kind of sad at the same time. And the way that she, the way that she presents it, the way that she talks through it is, um, is pretty amazing, but, um, she's weird side note to that. When we were watching Argento movie from a few weeks ago, Inferno. Yes. Or no, not in front of the the one that takes pl- that was uh in the eighties. Tanabre? Tanabre. The beach scenes apparently. Oh right, right. Yeah, well I said that during uh, our Did you say that? Oh, we're inspired but by that's, that. That's, that's what it reminds me of. Oh no. I don't oh, I were they really read were? that oh, yeah. Okay. I don't think I put that together, but I actually read that that was the case. No, I just I got that impression just because yeah. of the way that um yeah, it's just, it's, it's weird. It's that whole... I must have just tuned you out during that part of the podcast. Right, right. That's <laughs> Sorry. Fine. Sorry. That's but that's um, okay. <clears throat> I didn't put that together. But yeah, oh, that's, that's... That, that is absolutely inspired by that. Right. Apparently. Frank and his critical analysis mm, skills. Yeah. yeah. Um, no, but she's beautiful woman, um, incredible actress. Um, I, I don't know what the last B.B. Anderson movie I had seen. Like, I really know her mostly from um, her collaborations with Bergman. Um, although she's in, I was in scenes from a marriage. That's a great movie. Um, never promise you a rose garden. I don't really remember that movie that well. Uh, Babette's feast. That's a good movie. Um, yeah, she ended up doing movies with, I think Altman at some point and a couple other famous directors down the road. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Like I, I'm looking at her later films on wikipedia i don't know how much of that i've seen like later stuff um but she's pretty sporadic between the 70s and like she goes into a large stage career around that time yeah i really have no knowledge of stage performance yeah um trying to think of what the oh she was in quintet yeah the altman movie movie. yeah Yeah. that's it yeah john houston and the kremlin letter that's interesting she worked with some great directors yeah. Um, but Bergman, like, you know, obviously one of my favorite directors, like, ever. Yeah. I Maybe. really, I, Persona is really her. Yeah. Persona is role, amazing. I think. Like, if, is that what you would recommend if you're going to recommend one of her movies for somebody to go watch? Ooh. No, I'd probably recommend Wild Strawberries. Wild Strawberries? I think yeah. Wild Strawberries is more accessible than Persona. Yeah. Um, is that on the Criterion channel, do you know? Hmm? It is, yeah. I'm pretty it's sure. It's pretty much all of Bergman. On I there. think all of Bergman's on the Criterion channel. Yeah. Um, there hasn't been much that I've looked for that I haven't been able to find. Although there was something weird the other day that I looked up. Oh, like Preston Sturgis is not on the Criterion channel at all, which is really weird. Yeah. Um, because I wanted to watch, um, uh, shit. Um, Sullivan's Travels again. Oh, gotcha. The other yeah. night yeah. and it wasn't on there. And then, um, some, some small stuff like last year, Marion Bad, which is like one of my favorite movies ever, yeah. isn't on there, even though it was a Criterion release. Yeah. We'll have to talk about that here and. Next month or so is like your early impressions of the Criterion channel and stuff like that. Yeah, I mean, but, I, can, um, I can just give you a quick... That's all right. Okay. Well, 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 so, I want you to do this real quick. Is pick What's the one Seymour Saul movie that you would tell people to go watch if they wanted to go watch one? I think, well, I think you should watch Faces and I think... I, you know what? You probably should watch Killing of a Chinese Bookie because I think that's probably my favorite role of his with Cassavetes. Mm-hmm. And then I would say you should watch Rushmore too. 
Okay. Because his performance in Rushmore is pretty pretty touching and mm-hmm. genuine. Okay. Like, he really is what grounds, you know, Max as a character, I think, in that movie. Yeah. Makes Max almost, like, pulls him out of the realm of, like, abject dislikability, I think, and makes him, like, a, a human in a way. That that's his dad. Right. This barber or whatever, so. And yeah. then B.B. Anderson would be Wild Strawberry. Wild Strawberry. I mean, Persona's her best role, but, yeah. I mean, if I was going to recommend just a movie yeah. for people to watch without knowing, like, their taste, I would say Wild Strawberries is probably the more accessible film to Persona. Persona's a little more abstract and a lot darker than Wild Strawberries. Okay. Okay. Well, just wanted to go ahead and acknowledge uh, those two. Um, it's a shame. Yeah. But they um, both had really great long careers. So, all right. Thank you, everybody.